0: The following podcast is completely fictional. All of the characters, even those based on real people, are fictional. They are just impressions by a weird dude talking to himself for your enjoyment. Hola, bra amigos. Hello, everybody. It is Above the Dave, your host of the Lot Podcast, episode 25. We are going to be talking about my top five Disco Biscuit shows from 1999. Yeah, these are my favorite shows. But more importantly, these are also the best shows. No, I, I can't say that. But these are five essential shows that you need to know. If you are a Disco Biscuit fan who hasn't really gone back and done 99 and you've been procrastinating and you need to do it, let me be your guide and give you five shows that you must listen to. After that, we are going to speak with a guy named Ronnie. His first time coming to the podcast. He is a rail rider. He is always in the front of every show. We want to talk to Ronnie and see what kind of guy he is. After that, we're getting a call from Lisa, the wife of a fish fan, and she's going to update us on what's going on with her and her New Year's Eve plans. And finally, we are so pumped to have finally to the podcast. A jam band megastar, none other than Mr. Dave Matthews. And he is coming on to debut a brand new Dave Matthews song that he's going to perform here in the studio. So drop some L and scream like hell. It's another episode of The Lot Scene. <laughs> season one, a little bit about the year of 1999 for the Disco Biscuits. It's a huge year and it, you know, it can't be said enough. And while I have discussed the importance of it from time to time, and I've discussed how I like to listen to it these days, which is on a rainy day, I haven't given you guys any lists. I like lists. I just do. Uh, And I wanted to give you uh, five shows, five shows from 1999. We'll just kind of go through them quickly. Just as a recommendation, I have had people tell me that they do like having specific shows recommended to them. And let's start here. We, and we're probably going to work our way through a lot of years of the Biscuits, but let's just do 99. And I, I want to give you my top five, ones that are considered big shows, but I don't know if they'd be the considered the top five shows. But these shows are very important to me, and I just want to share my love and my, uh, I guess, knowledge little bit of uh, old school biscuits. So let's get to it. The top five. My top five Disco Biscuit shows. Number one. It's going to be 4999 The opening jam of this show might beat out any other 99 show. 4999 at the Trocadero. The run like hell into shimmy. It is sublime and it is perfect old-school bisco, the, the old-school Magner synth. It sounds like he's just uh, is playing keyboards with uh, all four of his limbs. Uh, it is. I think it's quintessential Disco Biscuits to listen to. It's got an epic basis into Thieving Magpie, and it has really solid versions of the very moon, hot air balloon, waves into Basis, and then Memphis back into waves and i-man a lot of the hot air balloon but we're going to see a lot of that in 99 of course i don't know if any show in that in this year starts just so epic i can't even begin to think how many times i've listened to this run like hell this one is just up there it's just up there with a show that like the minute they took the stage it was game on and anyone who was there which i was not anyone who was there i'm sure was immediately sold on this band got to start 4 9.99 at the Trocadero, it's just got a lot of heaters that run like hell. Opener bases, 25 minutes, very moon, 21 minutes. There's a Memphis that's 29 minutes. It's there's just a lot of jamming going on and, uh, and yeah, I've just listened to this show so many times and I can't recommend it enough. Definitely. If you're doing 99, you got to listen to 4999 at the truck. The next show in my top five, we're going to bounce all the way to the end of 99 because this one, for a lot of people, is right up there. Maybe in the top three for a lot of people. And Disco Biscuits fans can be all over the map, really, with, with shows that they prefer. But I think a lot of people, for a long time, would put this one up there. And that's twelve thirty ninety nine 99 at the Theatre of the Living Arts. And this show and this run that they did at the Theatre of the Living Arts in 99 was so impactful for their career. They did so many great things in these few shows that just lived in Bisco lore for so long. The Akira, the Akira set the next night. Um, but really, I think for a lot of people, and I've listened to their New Year's 99 show a lot, and I very much preferred this night, the 30th. I think a lot of people do. I would maybe put up there as maybe the best like segment of 1999 would be the Vasilios into Little Lie from the first set. The jam I've listened to more than any other jam from 99 is probably that Facilio's Into Little Lie, and then it just keeps hitting you. The second set, uh, the Shemra and the Down to the Bottom, holy shit. This one is looked at by a lot of people as one of their best shows ever, and it has to be in the top five, I would think. 1230-99, gotta do it, more than New Year's, and also You know, jam bands love going super hard on on December 30th. That's a big thing for Fish, and uh, the Disco Biscuits. They could bounce all around, but for a few years there as well, 99, 2000, 2001, especially the 30th. Oh man, that's really where the magic, the diamond of the run is. I I can already tell you that 1231 is not on this list, but 1230 is really the best uh, Disco Biscuits. It's like... Everything they were building all year in a show, just flexing. Now we're going to bounce back to earlier in the year, and we're going to go to a place. You may have heard of it. It's called Wetlands Preserve in New York City. I have two shows on my top five that are at Wetlands Preserve releases that the band have made. So I used to have these on CD. And so when I was getting into the biscuits, I I was listening to a lot of this 99 stuff. And... So I have two shows at the wetlands and they're back to back nights. And though, and those nights are 4.30.99 and 5199. 4.30.99 might be my personal favorite 99 show, the, the Memphis 38 minutes is insane, but really my, my love is the helicopters, my favorite helicopters of all time. Uh, the down to the bottom is nuts, the morph is nuts, everything is everything is nuts. This show is is um, is probably my favorite show from nineteen ninety nine. I'm pretty sure it's Rich Steele's favorite show if i'm not mistaken and uh, and that guy knows a bit about great shows uh yeah 43099 the second show that also is in my top 5 that's also wetlands is 5199 the next day they come right back and hit you with another incredible show with the uh, my favorite part being the magellan into plan b into magellan opening second set but the dribble is amazing the waves the, the overture the basses. Uh, another just smoke show show back to back nights at wetlands, so we have one last on the list. We had four nine ninety nine, twelve thirty ninety nine, four thirty ninety nine, and five one, ninety nine. We're going to go into the fall. I do have one fall show, of ninety nine that I think has to be put, in the top five. A ten twenty eight ninety nine because it is uh it's just so creative. I know someone must have wrote this set list and gave it to the Biscuits, but it's the segues are really interesting. Like right out the gate, it's like a Spaga tease. Uh, Spaga comes back in from time to time during this entire show. But uh, songs are kind of coming and going and teasing. And it's just a, a show that is constructed in a very interesting way. If you look at the lengths of the songs, you're gonna see a lot of short stuff because they're bouncing from compositional sections to different composition sections uh, of different songs. Uh, it's super creative, super tight. It's not just not them putting two sets together and not just jamming from song to song. This is really a very intensely thought out, well thought out uh, show that, I, you know, I know someone else was involved. I forget who it was that helped put this show together and write it out, um, but it reminds me of like Transmission, I think it was like 2003, where just little sections of songs uh, in places where things aren't really jammed out normally uh, are, are jammed out in this show. And so I would say maybe as a fan going back and listening to 99, this one actually might kind of be the most interesting, maybe the most fun to listen to. Maybe it's a great place to start uh, so you can hear these songs like you've never heard them and split up and broken up because that's always fun for us fans uh, to hear. So again, uh, just a legendary show. A bunch of these are on NUGS, if not all of them. Uh, a due honorable mention for me personally, I've always been a fan also of 6599 is as another Wetland show. It's got the O'Teal Burbridge drop-in on News From Nowhere, which I believe I brought up last week, and so it did remind me of that show. Again, played that CD so many times, it just wore out. Like so many of these, my introduction to the Disco Biscuits was through a guy who just collected shows that he got from the internet and put them on CD. I was blown away. I was like, what? You have this CD collection in your dorm room? That is just all these jam bands like he had a ton of fish and disco biscuits and i would just show up with a huge stack of blank disc and sit there for hours burning cd after cd of of 99 disco biscuits my new favorite band and then i put him in my five disc cd changer and uh and i was always stoned freshman year i was always stoned and needed a nap and i would just put on biscuits and nap to a lot of this stuff, actually, uh, which probably isn't a great sales pitch when you're trying to pitch a band. But for me, I I loved them when I was getting ready to go out. I loved them when I was out. I loved them when I was napping. I wanted to nap and have the Disco Biscuits in my naps and the music of them in my dreams. And I did. I would get stoned and then have these super vivid, crazy dreams with the soundtrack of 99 Biscuits. That was uh, That was a big part of my freshman year of college so these shows all take me back so you know some of them i didn't immediately know back then i did have to find them years later like 1028 like 1230 Uh, and then others were literally my my introduction to the band so like 430 and and 5-1 so that's it guys that's my top five disco biscuit 1999 shows uh check them out if you're not familiar with them I'm going to actually be revisiting them more. A lot of these shows, I, I do go back and listen to, you know, once a year, once every other year, I just to just to make me feel good because there's some stuff in here that just takes me back. Now that I've been on this planet twice as long as I was when I was getting into this band, I can say that, you know, years like this don't happen often for any band. It really, uh, everyone was like, this is the best band in the world. The Disco Biscuits thought that and uh, and a lot of us jumped on board with this band at this time because the hype was real. You think Goose hype is real crazy. Well, you should have seen the Biscuit hype back then. And, uh, and then everyone fell off and moved on to something new. And that's just what happens. But uh, not all of us, though. A lot of us stuck around. Anyway, that's been my Top 5 Disco Biscuit show. Let's get the show rolling. Our first guest on the podcast today, his name is Ronnie. He is a rail rider that's right, he is always at the front of shows, and I'm never at the front of shows, and so I wanted to bring him on and talk with him a little bit and get a get an idea of, uh, you know, who Ronnie is. So, ladies and gentlemen, give a warm welcome to Ronnie the Rail Rider. Wow, great place, great place. I love it here. What a nice energy. Ronnie, hello, hello. How are you? Oh, wonderful. Oh, can I sit right here, right next to you? close yeah right right here right next to me that's where you go best seat in the house that's how i like it (laughs) yeah 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 so ronnie you ride the rail is that correct i don't know if i like to look at it like that i i do go to shows and i make sure that i'm always right there at the very front front and center uh i get there early to every show it's just very important for me to to feel as close as i can to my favorite band in the world fish yeah, you know, I never make it up there. I, I just, I, I rarely get tickets to the floor at all, and but I always watch you guys down there, and you throw down, and it just, you know, I see how excited everybody is down there, and I'm just like, oh man, that'd be cool to come down there and join you guys. Oh, it's so much fun. It's really such a blast. I love these fans. I love the community. This is this. Before fish, I had nothing and now I have this wonderful community of love and light and inspiration and just there's the most incredible music and I just I feel it in my soul and I dance so hard at shows and I just like to be as close as possible to the music so they can see me and feel my energy as I give it back to them and so yeah it's a magical place. We don't have room for you personally right now, it's a little tight up there so definitely don't come down there. but. I'm telling you we have a great time down on the floor. Again, kept super tight. Would it recommend you coming down there a little tight right now. Oh, yeah, I'm not. I'm not looking to I'm never going to make my way I'm sure there cuz I never make it that early into shows and also again, you know, I, I don't get really get the floor seats. How do you how do you always score the floor seats? How does that happen? I have a very complicated system of how I like to get my tickets. We have a whole group of people that uh, are in lottery with me. I make all of my family, pretty much anyone I've ever met, I will contact when tickets go on sale to sign up so we can all be part of the lottery. And uh, and then, you know, I always find a way to get on the floor. There's, it's, you know, I have a network of people. It's very complicated stuff, but ultimately I can tell you that it's, it's a great, it's foolproof, I'm always at the front. I like to do maybe half the shows of every tour. And, uh, and do you go, would you go to a show, like if you didn't get floor, if you got tickets in the 300s, like would you, would you go to that show? I would go to that show and I would find someone yeah, who, who has uh, sh- tickets on the floor and I would do anything for them uh, that they need, any request, I would fulfill any need, any desire, so that they would stuff me down to the floor. And, would, and then at that point, I would um, make my way to the front. Uh, to the rail oh man that that's a lot of effort to get to the front you are you're very committed I love this fan base I love the community nothing feels better for me than being up close right there with all the people you know who also feel like I do which is You you know, you're just getting that energy from the band. And there's just something special about knowing that they can see me and that everybody can see me really dancing really hard. It just gives me so much energy. And I'm truly, truly blessed. And I love this community so much. The people truly touch me on a daily basis. That's really great to hear, Ronnie. That's really special. I do feel that a lot, too. I do. And it's actually been brought to my attention that we have someone else who also is up front and you may know her. Uh, she also contacted us and said that she would like to, to come on and, and, and join us here. So ladies and gentlemen, we have another rail rider and her name is Stephanie. So Stephanie, come on out. Hi, Buffett Dave. Hey, Stephanie, you can take a seat right here. Ronnie, could you just uh slide over and we'll we'll have stephanie come here in the guest spot uh no this is, this is actually my my spot well ronnie yeah yeah if you could just slide one chair over and we'll just put stephanie here right by by the desk yeah i'm sorry i was here first i can't i can't do that okay well steph if you could just sit here next to ronnie okay yeah hi hi ronnie good to see you again stephanie how we doing uh, i'm doing okay you guys know each other yeah yeah we see each other yeah we we see each other up front oh that's that's cool yeah, it's, uh, nice to see you. Can you can you just slide over a little bit, I'm just kind of in my space a little bit? Uh, yeah, well, I mean, I was guess I was here first, but maybe if you could. Yeah, no, I guess I could move this way. Yeah, no, that's good. It just yeah. I mean, it was was I, I was here first, but. Yeah, I know. I just we I could just a little bit of room, a little cramped over here. Okay, guys. So Stephanie, you always like to also go really close to a fish show. Oh yeah, right up front, right up front. Oh, yeah, yeah, you right up front too, so you always get tickets and in to the floor and then you make it to the front How, is that hard to get to the front? I mean, you know you're you're a pretty small lady there, if I may say so myself. is that hard for you to get to the front? no i not really, I mean just I'm very persistent, and I just make sure that i if I do whatever I gotta do I step step over and step around and uh kind of climb climb over people <laughs> if I have to yeah she's climbed over me, yeah, yeah. I have yeah. Uh, and uh, I just make sure that I get as close as possible because I have to make sure that the band sees me. So why is it important, Stephanie, for the band to see you? Uh, well, I'm sorry, Ronnie, if you could just... Excuse me, I'm sorry, Ronnie. You're kind of kinda cramping my style, right? Yeah. I, don't, I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> just kind of... Just, just been here the whole time. Uh-huh. You guys good? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just really... Um, I love the energy of the band and I just, you know, when they smile and you can see their faces and you can see them looking at you and you can see how happy they are that you're there and that I'm there, you know, and and that even that Ronnie's there and, and I just really like to dance. Yeah, I mean, I see you guys throwing down. I guess one thing that always seems nice is if you can get to the rail, right? You can hold on to that rail, and and you can dance, right? And that's nice. But I've always found when I'm at smaller shows, you know, and I get really close, that I I just keep getting pushed back and back and back, you know? Yeah, that can happen. I mean, there's so many eager, wonderful, happy people that are at these shows. So a lot of people are on things, and, you know, so they may not be in the most clear state of mind, but we are all in it together, in a wave, in a sea of love. Well, that's a great way to look at it, Ronnie. Yeah, I, I absolutely agree. Yeah, it's it's something magical about this community and about this fan base, about these people. I just, it totally transformed my life. And, you know, I, I just feel like my goal is to go to as many FISH shows and get as close as I can and just just give that love right back to the band because I know that they feed off of my energy. That is great. That's great. I love that, Stephanie. And we actually got a few people uh, who reached out when we, we were looking for people who ride the rail. And so I'm so glad to to have you both here. But actually, we have an, someone else that uh, loves to to go up front and get get close. And he's also a huge fish fan, and said that he is just the biggest fish fan. And he's so excited. And so you may know him. He's always in the front and center, he says. And we have him also here today, a little surprise as well. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and, and, and that guy is Cliff. Cliff, come on out. Excuse me. Oh, excuse me. Oh, excuse he's, me. Excuse he's, me, he's quite excuse guys. Uh, excuse me, guys. Yeah, you guys make room for Cliff here. Can, come yeah, on, man, I'm, I'm over here. Over. I'm over here. ow. ow, ow. Guys, just but, there's plenty of room. If you, cool let, yeah, uh, yeah, guys, if you could just let Cliff here, you just slide that down. I just hair. want to talk to Ronnie. For a couple of guys, guys, if could you could not, can you guys kind of calm it down, Cliff? Good, good, good to see you. Good. good to be here. Ah, oh, can you, ugh, can you get out of my You're way, What did you call me? You fucking Nothing, nothing. I think he just called you an asshole. I'll fucking crush your face. What the fuck do you think? Guys, guys, whoa, whoa, hey, whoa come hey, Cliff, hey, come so on. wait, Cliff, hey. So we were come here first, there. so just, you know, you get over hey, there. Hey, man, that's not what this get... community yeah, is see, about, I'm okay? I'll fucking rip off your dick. All right, fine, fine. Fuck you guys, I'll be over here. Fucking, yeah, better. Hope you don't have to go to the bathroom. What's gonna happen if I go to the bathroom? Fucking... You know exactly what's going to happen. Guys, to there's really guys. no need for that. Excuse me, coming through, coming through. Wait, who's what, what's, what's well, that? What, what is, that is this? Me, oh, my God. Coming through oh, my uh, God. But, uh, coming through. Oh, my God, it's tarpers. Oh, ladies and gentlemen, we have tarpers showing up. Oh, there's there's a guys, whole dude, pack of me, people this, showing up right area. now. This is I'm tarping hey, it down. Hey, no, dude, that's my feet. Oh, what, what are you down? doing here? What are you, what? Dude, uh, guys, 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 come on now, come on. Dance on your Guys, come on now. Guys, this is not what the community is about. excuse me, this is my tarp. This is my, come on. Hey, man, excuse me Excuse oh, me. You what? Yo, you're touching my water bottle. What are you doing? Yo, that's you my tongue. I'm sorry, man. That's my seat. Oh, this is yeah, yeah, yeah. What? Excuse me. comment throughout. coming through. I'm tarping over here. You're way too tall, man. What are you yeah, doing Yeah, dude, that's here? my seat. Don't touch my backpack. Dude, this is, I'm the host of this podcast. This is uh, my no, seat on my desk. Yeah, f- I'm going to need to see your ticket. Show me your ticket, dude. I've got so a ticket right oh here, here. Oh see? God, I this. I do it. That's yeah, my no, seat. Oh, dude, you ah, ah, I just I just want, want to fight, man? That's my fucking seat, dude. Show me your ticket that that's your seat. this is my podcast. This is my seat. I always sit in this seat. You want to fucking do it like that, huh? Yeah, I mean, I don't know what's happening right now. Why? Security! Security! You're He's in my seat hey guys, what's going Rex? on over here? Rex, you're here Yeah, that's here I got a 101010 going on over here Rex, holy shit man um dude, you are saving me right now, dude this guy's telling me that I'm in his seat. Are you out of your mind there, Spunyon? <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, that's the host of this show. You're at the front and center right here. I paid a lot of money for this seat, dude. Yeah, I'm gonna need to see your ticket there, sir. Ah, oh, shit, dude. I had it somewhere. Just fucking shit, dude. Yeah, I'm gonna need you to take a couple paces back to the left right now. Alright, dude. Fuck it, man. Whatever. I didn't even want to fucking sit there anyway, dude. Fucking I hate this fucking scene, dude. These people, fucking bunch of selfish ass pricks. Dude, what is going oh, on right Oh, now? my God! Get away from me! Don't you, hey, you, ladies me? and gentlemen! Hey, what's going on back ow, here? Ow, ow, you, fuck you, little piece of shit! I'm fucking at ah, ah, me! Oh, Coach, what are you doing? Oh, God, I'm oh, trying oh, to dance time. right this here! Well, what are you looking at Stop me? staring at Th- me! Yeah, look, at, oh, look at him! Alright, I'm gonna have to break this oh, up. This is out of control. Oh, come, come on! I'm talking We're having a good time until you show up! Oh, my God! You tore my leg! Now nah, I'm gonna. I am i do not need backup. I got this. It's just a bunch of fucking tarpers. All right, everybody. I don't want to have to use any force. I'm gonna need you all to get the fuck out of here. No, what? what? Are you kidding me? What? Uh, uh, Hey, uh, but I was here. I'm I'm so so glad to be here. Enough, guys. Enough. Okay? It's not about you. Okay? Spoiler alert. It's not about you. It's about me. It's my fucking podcast. It's my fucking desk. This is my chair. And you are all being incredibly selfish, rude, and not what this fucking scene is about. You should all be ashamed of yourself. That's not a point, yeah. right? This it is, is hot, dude. Yeah, I yeah. did. Oh, God, yeah. I feel right. right. oh, man. Yeah, high, dude. Oh, man. Oh, God. I'm really high right now. Yeah, dude. I'm sorry, man. All, right, all right, guys. Well, Ronnie. All right, guys. He's... We should probably all go. Let's just uh, head out. We've done enough damage here, I think. Right above the Dave? Yeah, Ronnie. I think uh, it's probably best we, we clear this place out. It's just... Just got a little out of control. It just kind of, kind of, kind of marshed the mellow. Yeah. Okay, know. everybody, let's do it. Trust me, ladies and gents. I will use force, and by force, I do mean mace. Nah, that's not going to be, it's not going to be necessary, Rex. We're, we're all going to get out of here. Right there. All right, Ronnie. All right, Cliff. All right, Stephanie. All right, all right. see you guys later. See you guys later. All right, head out. Here all we go. All see you guys later. All right. Yeah, okay. All right. uh yes, back to my spot. What are you doing, Ronnie? Oh, God. <laughs> Got rid of them, so finally back right in the front. Ron, Ronnie, no, the the this part's over. The interview's over. We're I'm moving on to talking to someone else. But I but I just I got rid of everybody. I can I can stay here in the front, right in the front. Just let me stay. Let me stay. Yeah, no, you got to go. God damn it, you, piece of shit! Fuck you! Whoa! Holy shit, Rex! I'm gonna do this. <laughs> All right, there, Ronnie. Come on. Get off me, you pig! Oink, oink. All right, you freaking degenerate! I'm Getting you out of here on a one-eight-two you haven't seen the last of me okay that got a little crazy all right everybody that was ronnie the rail rider (laughs) all right our next guest is a favorite here on the podcast her name is lisa and she is the wife of a fish fan, and she is calling in once again. And we got her on the line. Ladies and gentlemen, let's bring her on. Lisa, you there? Above the David. Hello, hello. How are you, sweetheart? I am wonderful, Lisa. What's going on with you? What's new? Oh, Jesus. Oh, Lord. Uh, well, first and foremost, the dog ran away. Oh, what? That's so sad. Yes, it's very upsetting. The kids are absolutely devastated. Everybody loved Jim. He's a wonderful dog above the David, and we're just so upset that uh, that Jim is a runaway. <laughs> oh, yeah? What, what, is that funny to you? Are you a kind of sick fucker you? Is that funny that a, a dog ran away? What is this? What happened to you? You've changed since season one. I'll tell you that much. No, no, Lisa, it's not. No, I'm sorry. It's not funny that that uh jim is yeah, you're right it's horrible david it's horrible that dog is the glue of this family you hear me how, how old is jim uh, uh, he's 12 years old get out of here <laughs> well what's uh, he's an old dog david are you kidding me that what's so funny he's an old he's an, he's an old dog and he ran away and he's 12 years old and he's out on the streets you sick fuck! all you fish fans what is with you what how is this amusing to you No, 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 Lisa. No, I'm not. I hope he returns safely, Lisa. I really do. I'm sure your heart heartbroken above the David. We we just want him home for Hanukkah. I really think that's why Matthew is so down in the dumps right now. Oh, yeah. He might love the dog more than me. I'll tell you that. I'll tell you that. He might. Oh, yeah. No, I'm sure he loves you more. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I'm pretty sure he loves the dog more. But. Well, I'm so sorry to hear of that. That is such upsetting news. Uh, how were the kids taking it? I mean, Esther's kind of in her own world mostly, uh, but uh, McGrupp very upset. Loves loves dogs. Loves all dogs. He's devastated, David. Ah oh, man. Well, let's let's maybe switch up the topic. I I know New Year's is around the corner, and I guess I just I wanted to talk with you, Lisa, a little bit about. You're the wife of a fish fan. That's why we like to have you here on the podcast. So, I mean, what's, what do you do, for New Year's Eve? The agreement that me and Matthew have, is that, he is allowed to see fish, every other year. It's, it's an a written agreement that I made with him when we started dating and we were planning on getting married and I said, you know, I'm seeing a pattern here of you always wanting to see fish on New Year's at Madison Square Garden. I love the garden, I do. I love going out on New Year's, but and, and you know, I'm not gonna do this every year. So we agreed. We compromised. That's what relationships are about, David. I that's what I'm learning at myself. Yes, I know, I know. And and to your woman, I'm sure, same thing, you gotta compromise. And one thing that we decided is that he, he or we can see fish every other year on New Year's Eve. Oh, okay. Well, that, I guess that's a nice healthy balance. Well, you would think so. But, uh, you know, every year that we do not see fish, I can tell you that my husband is always sneaking away to check videos and set lists, and he's hiding in bathrooms no matter where we go. If we're at a party, he's in the coat room, he's in a bedroom, uh, he's faking a sickness somewhere. One year we were in a cab coming home from a party, and he actually had the cab stop by Madison Square Garden just so he could have a couple balloons post-show to feel like he did the show which was no doubt a low point in, a, in our marriage oh man yeah no he's a real addict i i can tell i, I haven't talked to the guy but he's he's a real hardcore fan oh he is yeah he is matthew loves him he loves him but it's like you know when it's my year to pick and i pick something nice we go to a party you know we go to one nice musical he's still i mean constantly i catch him checking to see what is fish playing what is fish playing like it fucking matters and he goes, oh, oh, and then he's moaning. And I go, oh, no, they played Harry Hood. I go, oh, you, Harry Hood, the song you've seen 233 times. And he goes, no, I've only seen it 82. And I go, that, that's not the point, Matthew. Damn, he's seen Hood 82 times. What is it with you people? Why, why would you want to see the same song 82 times? It's fucking Harry Hood. It's like different, different every, time. every time. right? Yeah, I knew you were going to say that. It's, it is, it's not, it's not, it's still the same song still still pretty sick one year it was a few years ago it was his year and he said let's go to miami and i said what what do you mean it's your year we'll go to madison square garden we'll see fish that's what you want to do he said oh i can i can miss it no big deal oh who is this man i said oh okay well you want to go to miami of course welcome to miami you know (gasps) yeah yeah like 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 will smith right yeah like will smith yeah am i allowed to say will smith I know, I know he's canceled. Am I allowed to say his name? Yeah, you're still allowed to say someone's name, even if even if they're not popular. Okay, I don't I don't know the world. So, I'm, so he goes, I'll just book us a trip down to Miami for five nights, and I'll take care of everything. And I said, oh, who is this man? But I should have known, David. I should have known better. Because I got down to Florida and in the hotel, and we get into the hotel, and immediately... He throws down onto the bed four nights of Miami fish tickets. Oh, above the David. Oh, God. Oh, man, yeah. The year they went to Miami a couple years ago. Oh, he fooled me. Above the David, I'll tell you this much, my vagina dried up. All of the humidity in Miami in that very moment. What does that even mean? I said, Matthew jokes on you, okay? I'll be at the beach by the pool drunk on piña coladas asleep by 8 30. okay you go have fun i'll be in bed oh well, yeah i mean it's still it's still miami it's still nice and warm right it was it was actually still pretty nice i still got to do that he went and did fish by himself i i said yeah, no way no 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 so you didn't go to any of the shows in miami i didn't i didn't but you go when it's in new york i'll tell you this much about the david it, it's about the day i'll tell you this much sweetheart it's i hate i hate the band with a passion. Okay. But I'll tell you this, it is the best fish show of the year. I'll give them that. I do enjoy the creativity, the lights, the the performance of it. Sometimes they do nice covers or other songs. I I do like the, the what do you call it? The gag. The gag, whatever. Yeah, I do enjoy it. The three set thing. Not a fan, okay? But usually I'll take a little something too. It's New Year's, you know. The, the kids are with the babysitter or at that friend's house or something, so we get a little loose. We might we might get a hotel room, and I do like, you know, sometimes the New Year's can be a nice, fun experience, despite the music being truly awful. So you would say that New Year's Eve is still, if you have to see fish, you would you would say go to fish on New Year's Eve. If you're a fish wife, a hundred percent. Yeah. To the ladies out there who have husbands, boyfriends who love fish. I know, I know what you're going through and I can tell you this much. If you have to go to one show a year, like some of these idiots always tell you, you have to do, you got to go to one Pick New Year's Eve. Oh, you know, they do actually do a nice little countdown thing. It's special. There's a lot of people who are very happy and overall it is very, a very nice place to be Madison Square Garden. I wouldn't say it's a fun time, but it's a fun time. You know, it is. It is. Well, you heard that. You heard it here. If you got to do one show, Fishwives, that's the one. That's the one. But I, I, I just feel bad. He seems so down this year, David. It's his year, and he just seems down because, uh, because Jim ran away. And so I said to him, I said, well, do you want to do something else for New Year's? You know? And he's like, no, let's just hang with your parents. David, I was taken back. Again, it, it's, a, it's above the day He goes, let's just hang, let's just spend New Year's Eve with your parents and the children. We'll take it easy this year. I'm just not into it this year. And I said, oh my God, what's wrong with Matthew? He goes, maybe, how about this? And he goes, maybe in a few months, let's go somewhere warm, uh, say at the end of February, when it's real cold in New York City. And I said, Matthew, that's a great idea. Let me take care of it for us. He said, yeah, you, you do that. And so I went online. And I'll, I'll tell you this much, I just did this the other night, I haven't even told him it's a surprise, David. Uh-huh. It's a surprise, but I went online, and I did end up booking us a nice trip to an all-inclusive resort in Mexico in late February. Ooh, that's nice, he will appreciate that. I think he will. Where, where, where'd, you, uh, where'd you go, in Mexico? Cancun? Why, yes. Oh, my goodness. Yes, Cancun. Never been. Oh, nice. Uh, Lisa, any chance that you uh, you booked a stay at the Riviera Maya Resort? You know it? Have you been? Oh, I've been reading Yelp nonstop about it. I'm sure you have. Well, Lisa, I have some, hmm, bad news. Okay, what, what is it? Lisa Fish is playing the Riviera Maya Resort for four nights at the end of February. What? Yeah. Have to keep it down, you little shit. Get out of here. I'm on the phone. I don't want. I don't care. You two get along. What are you saying, David? They're non-refundable tickets. Fuck my life. Oh God. Yeah, Lisa. I mean, wow. That is, that is quite the predicament, huh? At least, I mean, on a on plus side, I mean, you're like fish wife of the year with that move. I mean, holy shit. If my girls hit me with that surprise, we're going to see fish for four nights in freaking Cancun. Oh, my God. Oh, God. Oy vey. Oy vey. I mean, Cancun in February still should be nice. I needed some R&R, okay? Rock and roll? <laughs> That's a great tune right there. God damn it. All right, I'm going to go out. I got to go above the David. I'm just too upset right now. I got, you know, I'm going to go walk around and look for Jim. Well, he may not be home till he's 17. What the fuck does that mean? All right, Lisa. Well, it's pleasure having you on the podcast. Let's talk again soon, all right? Wait, no, what the fuck does that mean? All right, Lisa. Talk to you soon. Ah, fuck it. All right, that was Lisa, the wife of a fish fan. Okay, our final guest today uh, is a guy that is as big as it gets. In not only the jam band world, but in rock and roll and just touring. I, I think he's got so many records of uh, sellouts and tickets sold. Uh, his band has been an absolute staple in our lives. Really, he, he doesn't go anywhere. He's the singer, songwriter, and creative force behind one of the biggest and best jam bands of all time of course I'm talking about the Dave Matthews band and here today it is our privilege to have Dave Matthews come in the studio and end our episode today with a debut performance of a brand new Dave Matthews song so let's bring him out here for that performance ladies and gentlemen Dave Matthews thank you for having me hey Dave what's going on above the Dave I am chilling, man I'm just super pumped to have fucking Dave Matthews in the building dude you're a freaking juggernaut dude thank you <laughs> pleasure pleasure to be here doing this on a lot of scene podcast oh pleasure man yeah uh, I know you came here you just said you wanted to pop in and you wanted to play you brought your guitar and uh, you wanted to bust out a brand new Dave Matthews song. We are so honored. Dave, is there anything you want to say about this new song? Oh, well, um, yeah, well, I mean, uh, it's, it's called Smash. Sounds like some new territory for you. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's a, a really good song. I think people are really gonna like it a lot. Cool, Dave, cool, man. Yeah, well, uh, just want to say, huge fan, super pumped you're here your songs helped shape my whole childhood really really truly the soundtrack to a lot of the shit from the 90s for me man yeah, that's what people tell me maybe you know, i'm still writing music though and yeah you're still writing music that's right and i know people don't talk about that as much maybe as they should right you know there was people always focus about the the old shit with you guys but really you know you're here today to is something brand new and that's really exciting for for all of us. So all right, let's get to it then. All right, ladies and gentlemen, Dave Matthews here in the studio with a performance of a brand new song, Smash. Take it away, Dave. <laughs> great stuff dave matthews holy crap man really that was dave matthews there's only one guy who could make that song and that's you dude oh uh, thank you very much thank you very much everybody absolute pleasure dave let's please have you back i'd love to get into things with you in the future Yeah, oh, i really love it i really love that all right see you everybody see you dave all right <laughs> Okay, and that has been episode 25 of the Lot Seen Podcast. I've been your host, Above the Dave. I want to thank everybody who has come visited the studio today, including Ronnie, the rail rider, along with Stephanie, Cliff, the Tarpers, and Rex, the security guard. Also, a big shout out to Lisa, the wife of a fish fan, for calling in and talking with us today. And finally, a huge thanks to the wonderful Dave Matthews for blessing us with his incredible talent. Next week is going to be a great episode. We are going to talk about a man named Dr. Horace Wells. Do you know who that is? Dr. Horace Wells was a dentist and he lived an insane life. And he is responsible for some pretty significant breakthroughs. We're going to get into his life and his legacy. After that, we have the Tedeschi Trucks Band coming by. And we're going to talk with them. Super pumped about that. And then finally, we have a very exciting game show feature to close out our episode. That's right. We're bringing back Pat the Stat from season one. He is a Disco Biscuits statistician and we're putting him to the test of a game show battle, testing his Disco Biscuit knowledge against the one and only Alan Aquin. That's right. It's Pat the Stat versus Alan Aquin in a Disco Biscuits show off. You do not want to miss that, my people. So thank you so much for tuning in. It has always been a pleasure. I have been above the Dave. This has been The Lot's